Yeah, D-backs, five games remaining in the season, including tonight in San Francisco against the Giants. We are joined for front office focus by the general manager of the Diamondbacks, Mike Hazen, here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Mike, good morning. How are you? Hi, guys. How you doing? Doing well. Uh, last week, we get the announcement. Tori Lovello gets the extension for a year plus the option year. And in what figures to be a busy off season for for you and your staff? Uh, does, does that feel like a weight uh, being lifted so you can get get to work uh, on what needs to be done without that hanging over the organization's head? Um, maybe in some cases I, I, that wasn't sort of the reason for doing it, nor the timing of doing it. But yeah, I mean, I think look on the on the heavy lifting that we have in front of us, um, trying to tackle as many of our you know to do things as possible before we get into the player acquisition phase which we probably have about a month to go. Mm-hmm. There's rarely any activity in October, even with the teams that are out of it. Um, uh, but but that, that will kick off in full gear starting at the beginning of November. So being prepared for that, having all that taken care of, and, and really, look, I, I, part of what we're going to do this offseason is, is reshaping our roster in certain ways. But the biggest part of what we're going to do with our roster is continue to push the play, some of the younger players, especially that we have on this roster, forward, and that's going to continue into the off season. That's mm-hmm. not taking a that's not taking a six month hiatus. We can't afford to walk into spring training next year in February, pick up where we left off, and expect things to be in a better place than where they are now. Yeah, well said. Uh, this race in the National League West is I- insane. The fact that you're going to get a hundred victory team, maybe a hundred and five victory team, um, having to face a gauntlet right out of the bat is crazy to me. When you look at the fact that the Giants built something very surprising to a lot of people, something that's been able to last throughout the course of the season, where the Padres threw all that money and are now under 500 on the season, what lessons do we all learn? What do we take from what we've seen in the National League? West this year? Yeah, that's a great question. It really is. Um, and believe me, we spend a lot of our time um, <laughs> talking through some of those things. You know, it's not, it, there's a little bit of copycat in the league in terms of trying to understand what the good teams are really doing. Um, there's also part of it knowing that you need to chart your own course because you're not going to necessarily line up player for player or, or infrastructurally or a- any of those things. And so you need to be able to do your own thing. Look, I think, I think what the Giants did this year, and it pains People sometimes, um, I, I try not to look at it this way, to you know, tip your hat to those in your division because it, it, it obviously is the part that you're challenged to, to overcome. They've done an unbelievable job of getting their players to perform at an elite level, and an elite level over 162, which is nearly impossible to do. And, and the other thing I was thinking about the other day is, you know, we had a lot of injuries this year. And okay, yeah, I, I admit in May and June we had a lot of injuries. The Giants have lost almost every one of their players at point in time during the course of the season, to the DL. Not necessarily, you know, for months at a time, and, and that can make huge differences, no doubt about it, but they've lost almost every one of their players at points in time to the, to the injured list. And, and so there's no excuses from my seat, for me, that I can't do a better job of having the second team that's coming up um, that the Giants saw this year that has beaten us a number of times. I mean, we can go back through some of these games that, we haven't gotten beaten by Buster Posey every single time, you know. Uh, we've had home runs hit against us in the eighth and ninth inning for guys that will go up, up and down to the AAA. Yeah. Um, those are the areas that we need to improve upon, I need to improve upon, we need to improve upon as a front office. And as a coaching and managing staff, we need to work to get more out of those guys when they're up and used in the way that they need to be. Those are keys for me that when I look at what they've done, um, and they have talented players, I'm not taking it away from them at all, um, but when I look at them, that's what I see. 
Mike Hazen, Diamondbacks general manager, our guest on the D-backs front office focus. You mentioned the term heavy lifting this offseason. Uh, Tory's in the fold. How much different do you expect the on-field pro- uh, pro- product to look like under Tory Lovello next year? And if I could ask a, a related question, uh, the coaching staff moving forward, what, what, what do you see there? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to – I don't have the ability to answer the second question yet. Look, we're going through – there's a lot of hard conversations that are being had right now with exactly when you, when you end up with a 100-plus loss-win team. Um, uh, you, 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 you know, there are a lot of hard questions that need to get asked mm-hmm. as to exactly why the underperformance in so many different areas took place this year. I mentioned one part of it that I'm not going to get back into again because I'm not sitting on excuses. Uh, we're not going to go into an offseason of excuses as to why we lost what we lost. Every team goes through what, what we went through, and you know we didn't come out on the other side, and we need to find out why. I think, look, I think a lot of the younger players you see on the roster, fans can warm up to growing up with a little bit. I think there's mm-hmm. going to be some continuity within that group. There are going to be changes to the roster as well, though, and everything that we're doing right now isn't clicking, and it's not just the coach's fault. Um, and, and I know that's an easy thing to point to sometimes. There's a lot of mistakes that we've made that we need to clean up as well. And I've talked about some of those in past times on here with you guys. Um, we need, we're gonna, there's going to be a lot of competition coming into camp next year. I don't know how many jobs are going to be safe with regard to whether roster spots are safe or playing time itself is going to be safe. I'm not, I'm not sure we're in a position right now to lay out, well, this guy's going to be doing this and this guy's going to be doing that right now. I think we need to see an off-season of work, an off-season of improvements from a talent standpoint, and the growth of our younger players really taking big steps forward. Fair enough. Sports fans love the sizzle that come with number one overall draft picks. Is there a significant, and you don't have to get into names, obviously, but is there a big difference between the number one rated prospect on your board and the number two rated prospect? I don't have that yet. Um, I have a group of players that probably is about eight deep that I would say um, that we have spent extensive amounts of time with this summer and will going into this fall. And that group will get really locked in on as we go into January and February, um, as we start in-home visits, as we start going to um, you know, some of these early practices and workouts, especially for the warmer weather clubs that get going right at, right at the end of January, um, and, and then the college is into February. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a huge separation necessarily, but that changes a lot. I will, I will tell you that, that, you know, the, the guys that got taken at the absolute top of the draft this year weren't always where sitting in this time period in the September, October months, weren't always sitting in those positions wow. on our board. So while I have eight deep that I think that we are going to be picking from today, there's usually a wild card that could jump into that. And that's usually a, you know, a prominent college player that takes significant leap forward mm-hmm. uh, in through the winter and into the spring. Um, but that, that's not necessarily, obviously doesn't necessarily hold true. I, I don't know who we, we could be taking. This pick is going to be critical. What I am confident in, given where we've taken players, 6th, 15th, back of the first round over the years we've been here, our, our scouting staff has done a phenomenal job of putting talent into this organization. Mike, as always, thanks so much for the time and the insight. We really appreciate it.